0: Welcome to Too Many Audibles, go, where we discuss and debate the hottest topics around the sports world. If you like our content, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram Bang. at Too Many Audibles.
1: What is up, everybody? little change of pace tonight. I'm doing the intro. Joining me tonight is Lonnie walker himself <laughs> a sad tennessee Vol fan right. and color man scion cam what is up boys how are we doing tonight
0: yeah we're doing great i'm out here learning new colors just learned scion was a color last night but hey we're back just like lebron every time the finals comes around we're back baby yes, sir yeah we're,
2: uh, we're doing good um Cam is, is, you know, they say you learn something new every day, and, and he's learning new colors. Um, I thought we were all out of elementary school, but, um, you know, he, he's keeping it interesting for us. Um, I'm ready to get into it, boys. Some yes, things sir. never change
0: from elementary school, just like how Tennessee was bad when we were in elementary school, and they still are. <laughs>
2: Fair enough.
3: True. Um, yeah, no, it's a great week to be back, man. I'm excited to talk some sports with you fellas. Let's get it going.
2: Yes, ooh, sirs. Ooh,
1: ooh. So... The Big 10 is officially back. We got some more football on the horizon. I want to start this episode off by asking y'all, what is y'all's top 5 teams? Let's do a little list to start us out. Let's kick it off with Dev, top 5 college football teams in order from 5
2: to 1. Go. Um, you know, it's I'm still a little I I could make a list. I'm still a little iffy on it right now. I feel like, you know, with the Big 10 only playing, uh, you know, one game so far, Uh, it's a little too hard to tell Um, you know I do feel like Ohio State is up there in that in that top five for me Uh, but four through one I got to say my Tennessee Vols um, outstanding this season (laughs) yeah it's
3: the best teams not in order of the Oh, okay
2: okay my my bad I misunderstood Um, right now (laughs) if I had to give my my top five teams um, I'm not high on Notre Dame yet Um, I feel like it's I think We'll kind of see their their real test uh, very soon. Uh, But if I had to give it, I would say um, Ohio Ohio State at five. Um, I would probably say it's tough. Maybe Penn State at four. Um, And then I would say Georgia at three, Clemson two, Bama one. I
3: like it. I like it. Okay.
0: Very interesting list. When you didn't list Georgia at four, I thought you were throwing shade. I was like, "He's gonna leave us out." <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah, you know, that that is that's interesting. You you leave Penn State that high after getting upset by Indiana. I know it was a close game, but Penn State doesn't have Journey Brown going forward, so that's that's kind of interesting. Yeah,
2: uh, I mean, I think that they'll get back on track. Um, you know, it definitely I think the Ohio State Penn State game will be the deciding factor in that. You um, I mean, kind of come, who comes out on top? Um, but I, I do like them. I, I like their offense. Got a solid defense, um, you know. So I know they did lose to Indiana, but um, even without Journey Brown, I, I think they have a, a good coach, and I think they kind of get things back on pace.
0: Did Michael yeah. Parsons off back in, or is he out still?
2: I'm pretty sure he he's back in. That's a big pickup
0: for their defense. Big get.
1: If you want to look at guys that resemble DK Metcalf that is currently in college, Micah Parsons is your guy. Dude's a physical. Oh, freak. for sure, for sure.
0: Uh, yeah, you know, Dev, well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up a little bit on my top five. All right, so for not for number one, actually, you know, I'll start I'll start at number five. Actually, we'll we'll work our way up. For number five, I've I've got Notre Dame. I've got Notre Dame sitting at five. You know, I mean, they've been shaky every week, but they had a pretty impressive win last week. through dominance. So I'm going to throw them in the five. I'm going to keep my dogs at number one because, I mean, our defense is great. We got exposed. But, I mean, it's the best offense in the country. So it, it's only worse offense from here on out. So I feel good about that going forward. Um, three, I'm going to put Ohio State. They look legit. I'm going to go ahead and just say everybody the time of anticipating, well, are they legit? Like, it's Ohio State. They're legit. Let's just go ahead and keep them in the top four. We know they're going to do their thing. Justin Fields looked like a Heisman contender that we all thought he would be. Um, Two, I got Alabama. I I almost put Alabama one. I almost put Alabama one, but I need to see that defense a couple more weeks because right now I got Clemson one, and they're the most complete team in the country, and they've been playing it from day one. Um, In my opinion, they got the best quarterback in the country. They've got a stout defense. They got the best running back in the country. And Dabo's got that steamroll train going. And it ain't stopping anytime soon, so
3: I can respect mm. it I can respect it. I have a differing opinion from both of you on my top five though however no surprise um, there
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna start at yep yeah, i'm gonna start first and go back because I think my fifth spot will be the spot that's more you know you know, interesting than y'all's choices. Uh, number one, obviously, I have Bama. It's roll tide till I die, and it's it's simple. The proof is in the pudding. We're the best team in the country, in my opinion, and I think that'll be the same way it looks after everything's said and done with. Second, I have Clemson. Clemson's Clemson. They're going to do their thing. Third, I have Ohio State. Justin Fields is running a dynamic offense. We'll see what's coming from that for the rest of the year. I don't expect them to lose any games in the regular season, that is. Fourth, I got the dogs, you know. And for the reason that the dogs are, like, they're elite. And we put up the points we did put up on them. And so I think the argument for my fifth team lies in hand with that. Because at number five, I have Texas A&M, okay? Okay. I think Texas A&M is going to win out the rest of their regular season games, and I think they can make a push for a playoff spot, honestly, because of their record that will be. The only loss they'll have is a bad loss to Alabama, but when you look at it, us putting up the points we put up on Georgia makes their loss seem more okay because like they, that was the best defense in the nation that we put up those points on. So doing it to Texas A&M with mm-hmm. a lesser defense, it still makes it a very respectable loss.
1: Yeah. Um, that's a In, tr- that's in a truly output. Corso fashion. In truly Corso fashion. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> my number five team. I was, all right, so I have to admit, I was tempted to pick Cincinnati. Cincinnati, if they went out, I think they can make the playoffs. But I am not putting them top five in pure talent. So, starting at number five, I got to go the big 12 favorites this year. It's kind of surprising. Oklahoma State. Yeah. Not Oklahoma. Oklahoma State. 4-0, number one in the Big 12. They're pulling away that true, you know, Big 12 offense we're used to seeing. They're Chubba. a good team. Chuba Hubbard's a beast. He's good. He's good.
3: I think having the shortened yeah. schedule hurts them, though, is the biggest thing. That's why I couldn't bring myself to put them over mm-hmm. A&M.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel you. But number four, just like your hat says, for the viewers that can't hear, Cam's wearing a Georgia hat. Number four, Georgia. Number three. Number three, no surprise, Ohio State. They took care of business on Saturday. I think they'll pull away the big Ten. Number two, Bama. Get out. Sorry, Preston. Clemson. <laughs> my ACC bias is showing right now. And number one is Clemson. Trevor Lawrence and E.TN. best quarterback running back duo in college football. They're number one for a reason. So kind that kind of segues though since we all have sec teams littered in our first in our top 5 mm-hmm. now that waddle is out do you all think that kind of opens up you know more more things and more a better chance for teams to maybe i wouldn't say knock bama off but i'm going to say no and, and here's
2: why because i think that it'd be different if if he was proven to be their true only like elite wide receiver but slay bolden who came into the game for him after he got hurt I'm pretty sure finished with the most receiving yards on the team. Um, you Second know, so was only dead. behind Mechie. right? Okay, so but to do that in his absence and to come in and, and still put up very, very respectable numbers, um, you know, was very impressive. I, I think just because of their depth and you know the guys that they have in the receiver room and you know the quarterback room, running back, like they're just so deep at every position. I think it's hard to say that. Yeah, it's a big loss for their offense losing Waddle, but I think when you relatively have another two or three guys that can do the almost the same exact thing that he can, I don't think it kind of blows open the SEC, especially the West, by any means.
1: Yeah, I like Menchie's frozen yogurt, and I like Mechie, the receiver at Bama. So that kind of that kind goes in my point that Devontae, Devontae Smith, Mechie, now you have Slade Bolden emerge, and you still have Najee Harris. Yeah, yep. Like, there's no shortage of weapons in Tuscaloosa. And was that Trey Sanders? And is he is he a rookie this year? Trey, he's a yeah. he's a redshirt freshman. He got he tore his ACL last yeah, year. Yeah, okay. Yes, sir. So, yep. yeah. But that's still it's it's ridiculous. Even though Bama loses a lot of guys to the transfer portal, you still they have talent. There it's just littered with talent. To see Slade Bolden come in, maybe that's where all gets hurt on kickoff returns. It's like you know he's got to be talented. I, I looked it up because I wasn't sure. He was like the number one athlete coming out of Texas last year. So they just ha- they're just they just stacked. And so they have the luxury of pulling guys off the bench and not to mention their tight end. Shout out to Cartersville down the road from us, Miller Forrestal. Yes, he's doing his thing too. So, hey, Bama's looking like they still got number one clutched up in the SEC. Cam, I know you're itching to say something. What you got? Well,
0: no, I was actually going to agree with y'all that it does not – Ooh, shocker. The SEC has not opened up to other teams to beat Alabama because it just opens the door for one team. Let's be real. Georgia's the only team with the slightest bit of a shot at beating Alabama this year in the SEC, and we may not even do it. But if there's any team that benefits from us when we see them again in December, oh, yeah, now we don't have to prepare for Waddle, the speedster, the first-round wide receiver. Like, I don't care who you have on your bench. We're still the number one defense. And I know y'all torch us, but a lot of that came from Waddle's production. So we're going we're gonna to see if Bolton's really bad about it when he gets covered by all our defenders. Because now we're putting Eric Stotes on uh, either Devontae Smith or Minchie and you don't have to run around with Waddle all game. So, I mean, I understand Alabama's offense is still going to be high-powered, but if it opens the door for anyone, yeah, take your, take your arguably your best offensive player off your team Sorry, but that does that that gives a slight that slight advantage to Georgia's defense on that one. We see y'all again.
3: Definitely Wait, side note:
1: y'all. Does Florida play Bama this year? I'm I'm unsure. No. Not unless
0: they beat us and make it to Atlanta. So okay. no,
2: okay. they don't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, right. Hey, hey, uh, really? and the SEC, the East especially, man. It's uh, it could some things could get shaky. I think it. I mean, it comes down to the the Florida Georgia game, the biggest cocktail party, you know. So. It's um, I, I don't know how yes, to sir. feel about that game, but <clears throat> it's not like Georgia yes, has it I on have. the lock yet either. So,
3: I have one concern about that game, and that's just that Florida doesn't give everyone again on Georgia's team COVID. That's literally <laughs> it. Georgia will take <laughs> yeah. care of business against Florida.
0: Well, they they just yeah. hit the practice field for the first day in two weeks today, so I mm, yeah. ain't sweating them. Kyle Trask, trash, Dopey <laughs> Dan, and he he not beating Kirby on the field, the recruiting field. I hope they keep him forever, quite honestly.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, college football wouldn't be the same without upsets. I think we can all agree. And I think the king of upsets is the Big Ten. We saw Penn State get knocked off by Indiana. We saw a couple good games from Michigan. Michigan looks legit this year. Ohio State did their thing with Justin Fields at the helm. So, are y'all buying or selling that Big Ten is legit? And they can push Ohio State for that number one spot. Are y'all still taking Ohio State as the crown, unquestioned leader of the Big Ten? I'm buying that the
0: Big Ten is legit in the same way that every year the Big Twelve is legit. They've got one team in there that could make some noise. All right, let's be real. Like Michigan looked good against Indiana. Well, no, not Indiana. They look
1: Minnesota. Good.
0: Minnesota. But really, who who really had Minnesota charted down to be in their top ten this year? They lost a lot of talent. Minnesota's
1: Minnesota's not bad though. They beat Auburn last year in the bowl game. You have to remember that. Everybody's Granted, beating Auburn this year. So I don't. Granted, it's Auburn, but still, it's impressive. That's what I'm saying.
0: I'm not buying. I'm not buying the hype in them. We all know that Ohio State's going to walk into Michigan and beat them by 30 points, like they do every year. I'm not even sweating that at all. And especially with Journey Brown out from Penn State, that kind of kills the hype around that game, in my opinion.
2: I um I, I think, in, in order for a conference to be considered. Like really, really strong or really legit, I think you need to have more than just one team that you consider to be a a playoff like consideration. Um, I I don't think that Michigan is gonna really do anything special this year. Um, I do agree with you, Cam. I think Ohio State will really take care of business against them, like they have every year since Harbaugh's been there. Um, you know, like you said, Journey Brown, uh, you know, being out for Penn State hurts them. I think a lot falls onto that Ohio State-Penn State game. Um, I think it could be interesting. I do think that Ohio State probably edges them in that one. Um, but I, I don't think the Big Ten is legit, uh, considering that Ohio State is probably the really only team that everyone can, can you know, agree that they are the one team that is a very highly like playoff consideration
3: honestly because it's like whenever you build a good team it starts with recruiting right and when you look at the big 10 there's 25 stars in the entire big 10 25 stars 14 of those play for ohio state which just goes to show that with 6 five stars scattered throughout the rest of the Big 10, you don't have enough firepower to hang with these guys that are going to be making millions on Sundays. Like it, it's just yeah. it's not competitive enough and I don't see anyone hanging with Ohio State.
2: I, I will say though, yeah, like, you know, ultimately recruiting is a very very big part and like a big aspect of college football, but you know, there's a lot of guys, man, that, you know, that I've seen personally That are are three stars coming out of high school, like low end four stars, and they're studs. You know, so it it doesn't go to show that like, you know, yeah, ultimately... You know who
0: says that? You know who says the whole three stars can turn into studs? The fans of teams that don't recruit well. Well, They're the ones that are always saying that line.
3: Well, I'll stop you there. Josh Jacobs was a two star. And we all know who he is.
1: Justin Jefferson was a zero star. That's what and, but that's what I'm okay, saying cool. like
2: ultimately the more Mayer. five stars you have on the team yeah like like your team should be like have that depth and, and should ultimately be better but your your star rating doesn't ultimately like if, if you're rated a five star coming out of high school it's not a guarantee that you're going to ball out. You know, and, right.
1: and, Tr- trust me when I say this. Trust me when I say this. Four State has about five five stars on their team. And we haven't done anything the last four years. So take that as you may. How many five stars? Five. Georgia
0: gets that every recruiting cycle, so
1: Okay, let me let me <laughs> let me uh, let me say something real quick. Let me say something real quick, Cam. So you getting all these five stars and four stars. What games you win in though, boy? <laughs> what games you win with those five stars?
0: Coming from an Mandy. FSU fan, but don't talk to me about wins over here. We're hey, getting to hey, that hey, next this, topic
2: this man Cam said, Yeah, five stars are <laughs> important, but no one remembers five stars if they lose in the natty every year. <laughs>
0: hey we both know fsu and tennessee y'all would sell the next decade of your seasons to be in georgia position right now to go toe-to-toe with alabama being the top four being a playoff discussion yearly
1: bro tennessee and forestay combined have won four natties four more than uga tennessee has has, tennessee has six natties my guy i'm saying since the since uga Uh, won their last (laughs) hey
0: hey don't even hey uh tennessee hasn't won one in the 2000s though not this century buddy so 1998's pretty far away, and so yeah, 1980. I don't make jokes about championship. That's all y'all have to hang your hat on is 1980, as if we don't come in and stomp a mud hole in y'all every year we play.
2: It just it, <laughs> I, I, the reason I love bringing that up I love is because it. you're so high on Georgia football every single year, and you have all these expectations, and ultimately none of it matters if you fall short. So I just think it's funny, personally, bringing it up. Doesn't matter if you make the natty. You say, if you don't win, you it say don't none matter. Of it,
0: you say none of it matters but these recruits are watching us play in the SEC Championship, compete for a playoff, win a Rose Bowl, win some Sugar Bowls and they're looking at Tennessee barely hanging on to and, bo- and the they average st- bowl game they've tackled won a since 1980. 40 hey, years.
2: Hey,
0: worry about this. Hey, hey wor- worry about the Outback Bowl this year, buddy. 40 years. Stay in here Mark
1: Richt Mark Rich won more games than Kirby Smart did in 60, so take that as you may.
0: Wow. Oh, oh yeah. That's really funny, Devin. You want to talk about coaches? Because I have a very interesting stat for you. You know, in the first 30 games as a head coach, you know who has the most 30 point losses? Yeah, Jamie Pruitt does. As, for Tennessee? Derek Dooley and Butch Jones have 12. Pruitt has 12 by himself. So let's talk about current coaches and how well they're doing. That's fine. We we can. Success
1: Success is not linear.
2: I, I, I trust in Pruitt.
1: Listen, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is.
2: The shoes that Kirby Smart stepped into is completely different than the situation that Jamie Pruitt stepped into. Kirby Smart should easily have a better record than Mark Rick did his first three years after what he stepped into. Y'all were competing for the SEC every single year. We really weren't, though. Like That's the thing that we really weren't, though. Y'all were consistently winning 10-plus games every season.
0: But losing to Florida, losing to Auburn every now and then, like any time we if we made it the SEC championship, it was it was great. Like I was so shocked. I was like, "Wow, this is a wonderful year." Now it's an expectation. The highest recruiting class Margaret ever had was five. Kirby's only finished under fifth his very first year. All I, that boys put us on another level.
2: And but rightfully, I mean, if you yeah, want to talk gonna. about records, I mean. Kirby Smart should easily have a better record than Mark Richt in his first three years. That's all I'm saying. How long,
0: how long are you going to keep using that excuse for Pruitt? Because he's in year three, he's going on year four, and there's really no progression in sight. That is so a lie. That is a lie. Is
2: a lie. I, I,
0: there's oh,
3: progression in sight.
2: You li- have literally said in an episode that, oh, yeah, they're on the come up, they're making that turn, they're not completely there yet, but they're doing good things in Knoxville. Sorry, you
0: know that was after I guess I got a little too high watching y'all yeah. barely beat South Carolina, <laughs> right, blowout right, Missouri. Right. But now I don't know what to think after three straight <laughs> blowouts. And when y'all get handed an L by Arkansas, and Sam Pittman, who's doing a better job in his program in year one, who stepped into an arguably worse program, we'll we'll come back and we'll revisit this. Did, did Arkansas you know, have
2: a losing record or a losing streak to every SEC team whenever Sam Pittman stepped in?
0: Yes, they had lost 22 straight SEC games.
2: Fact check. Fact check. All I'm saying is, is, though, consistently since Jeremy Pruitt's first year, they have had a better record every year after the terrible start last year, finished on a six-game win streak, and won a bowl game, and has a significantly higher recruiting class every year that he's been there. If that's not progression, then I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Well, th- thank God he's improved on five win seasons that he stepped into. You know, I'm just saying. Okay, and what about that that number two class that the started with? It has slowly dropped, and now y'all are nine, sitting behind my dogs. So as as, as
2: y'all should be ahead of us, <laughs> to be honest look, with you. Look, look, look. Y'all okay, are okay, the okay, Cleveland okay, okay, Browns okay. of college football. I wouldn't, look, wouldn't look, go good, that look. far, my guy.
0: We, we, I won't know in the sense smoke. of, like, I'm not going to believe y'all are good until I see it with my own eyes.
3: Okay, okay. We sent enough smoke at Devin. We understand. <laughs> the Vols are garbage. They lost to you us again this week. Who did FSU lose to, though?
1: Uh, Forsyth? <laughs> yeah, you're trying yeah. to dodge y'all that one. you lost to the bye week. <laughs> we, we, got, we got ripped by Louisville, dude. They ripped us a new
2: one. They beat us by over 30. Hey, at least at least me and Bryce, at least me and Bryce can kind of drown in our sorrows together. We're on the same page. We know what it's like, you know. It's been rough, um, but hey, we're staying true to our teams. We're backing them up. We're not completely giving up on them. So I think that's what matters the most here. It's it's, it proves our character. Yeah, you're loyal. Exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So moving on, (laughs) moving on before Cam tries to uh, talk some more garbage. which I know he's going to talk some more garbage about this one because the Steelers are now the only undefeated team in the NFL. How do, how do we feel about that? Do we think? Do we think that we it's go. legit? Do we think Steelers. that they're about to lose three straight? Like, how, how are you feeling about the Steelers this year, Cam?
0: No, we got yeah. King Henry shut him down. Held that man to three point eight yards a carry, and if it hadn't been for a couple of big fourth quarter runs to get to the seventy-five yards he had. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine Derrick Henry throwing up less than 50 yards rushing? Well, that's what our defense without Devin Bush held him to, baby. I mean, we walked in there and handled business. Because, you know, at the end of the day, hey. Pittsburgh Steelers, we're a bunch of fist fighters. And you going to bring us into a heavyweight battle, all we're going to do is we're going to fight, baby. Because that's what that hey, steel curtain defense does.
1: <laughs> Who stood up at linebacker, Cam? Splain, baby.
0: Hey yo, he met he met Derrick Henry in the hole one solid time. He got injured and he had to come out. <laughs> Bro, he, he was wiping
1: he was wiping tears away after that one. I, no cap,
0: no. Did y'all he, really? It showed him walking to the sidelines and he kept like shrugging his shoulder and sniffing like he knew like that hurt, but he didn't want to cry. <laughs> I, I saw this thing. Trying
2: to tackle a tank. I'm saying I saw this thing that said, "Would y'all rather run towards Derrick Henry or run away from DK Metcalf?" <sighs>
3: I would definitely run away from DK Metcalf cuz I feel like at least me not seeing it coming will make it better. <laughs> Derrick Henry is just a freak of a human. Like if I see that in my sights, I'm like a deer in headlights. Oh, 100%. I know I'm going to the hospital know. shortly after. Nah,
0: I'm a, I'm gonna run at Derrick Henry so I can make a business decision and get out of the way cuz he- <laughs> I can't see it coming DK. As
1: I couldn't do I couldn't I do kn- that. I don't know if a uh, 2% body fat uh, it's tracking me down at 22 miles an hour. I might have to,
2: I uh, might have to rethink a couple of. I mean decisions. that guy is, yeah, a, he is a freak. makes grown men dude. look like children. He is a freak, and then he takes his helmet off, and he's got the hot pink hair just to solidify it. It's like I'm still not gonna <laughs> walk up and smack him in the head. You know, like, hey, no way. This man Buddha thought he That's done had, he had a like- guaranteed pick six off Russ Wilson, and that man DK came flying in and just honked him down. Basically, the
1: way you can look at it is, like, would you choose to meet Kobe or would you choose someone to make that decision for you? Like, it, it, just, it, depends. it depends how you Either do Either way, that. it's a loss.
2: So it, don't, it don't matter. It's tough.
1: So, I do have to ask y'all, because, you know,
0: I told y'all from the beginning of the season that my Steelers, they were, they were the dark horse. They were going to come up here and they were going to do their thing, run the AFC. I didn't expect 6-0. Oh, but, hey, are y- where are y'all putting the Steelers? Y'all willing to put them number one yet?
2: um I, I i don't get me wrong i do think that they're really really good um i think big ben has struggled a little bit um and i would hate to see that be one of the reasons why ultimately like if something happens to him um you know then i think it's kind of safe to say at that point that you know they're not the favorites anymore um even at six and you mean they signed josh
3: dobbs again yeah. they're, they're i'm saying baby
2: that that vol for life <laughs> Uh, but I do think you know Big Ben has played a little shaky the past couple games uh, but that offense is is so like elite and just so like talented especially with Deontay Johnson coming back if he can stay healthy that receiving core is looking nice Um, and you know even James Carner and Benny Snell doing their thing um, really really good and their defense you know is is obviously outstanding Um, I, I think that that they are legit and obviously like a really really good team I don't think that they're the favorites for me Um, just because we know what Patrick Mahomes is capable of and I think ultimately I think that's what it will come down to
3: I mean, we saw Kansas City put up basic – they put up 40-something, basically, or close to, with Patrick Mahomes throwing one touchdown pass. That's what I'm saying. We know when it comes down to it, that man can score a lot more than just one touchdown pass. But
0: that also comes from – I mean, that also comes from a kick return for a touchdown in that game. And a pick six, but that's what that's, my, I, that's the point I, I, though. That's
3: the thing though, yeah. I, th- like, I think that like they're able to score multiple ways, and then you just have him chilling, ready to do his thing whenever he needs. Oh Lord!
0: To. Well, we got a we got a defense that can throw pick sixes. Minka had one last week. Ray Ray McLeod, had he just cut to the outside instead of the inside against Tennessee, he would have had a punt return for a touchdown. I, I think. So the, let's talk the, about defense and special
2: teams. Yeah, I think that the big thing though I mean, is I think Big Ben. I think the Steelers' success relies more on Big Ben than the Kansas City Chiefs' success relies on Patrick Mahomes. Because they prove that they don't need Patrick Mahomes to throw for 403 touchdowns every single game in order for them to win. They got the special teams. They got good defense. They have elite playmakers on offense. So I think the Steelers rely more on Big Ben for their overall success versus Patrick Mahomes.
1: The good news is, Let me,
2: uh,
0: Ben never throws for. Th- 400 yards and four touchdowns, and we won every game, baby. We're <laughs> doing the thing.
1: Part, hey, part of my take, Cam, but the one defense that's better than the Steelers are the Bucs. Uh, the Bucks have a better passing defense. Name, name two
0: players on that defense right now.
1: Okay, Devin White is one linebacker, and the sack leader from last year, Shaquille Barrett, is on that team as well. Can you name a third? So, uh Sue. Yes, yeah, Sue's pretty good. Thanks, Preston. Uh yeah,
0: okay, that that's what I thought, Mr. Uh, okay, that's what I'm talking about.
1: Ranked they are ranked higher though in passing defense. The Steelers are slightly ranked above in rushing defense. So if I if you put them head to head, I'll give the nod to the offense to the Bucks. I feel like the Bucks have a better offense. Especially with A B coming in. And the defense <coughs> Yeah, the Steelers, they have the better rushing defense, but it's not by much. But the passing defense, the Buccaneers whoop them by like over 30%, according to the stats I was looking at. So I'd put the
2: Bucs just a little bit above.
1: So, speaking of AB, with AB going to the
3: Bucs, how do y'all feel about their Super Bowl chances?
2: Uh, I honestly don't know. I think a lot of it relies on what type of AB we get because we've seen him be, you know, top three receiver for years straight, um, you know. But we've also seen the side of him that is just really he's just a, a troublemaker. Um, and I think yeah. his ego can get in the way of, of his success. And, and everyone knows that it's Antonio Brown and what he's capable of. So you're willing to take that shot. But I think the big thing is, is what A.B. we get. Because if you put A.B. with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Gronk, you know, being very, very consistent the last couple of games, and especially Tom Brady, like, yeah, he's getting older, but it, it's still Tom Brady. It's one of those same things. You know, I I think it obviously it never hurts you having a healthy Antonio Brown on your team. I think if he can, you know, minimize the off the field issues and troubles and relationships, I think that it only helps him.
3: Right. Did you see Bruce Arian's comments to what he told AB? I did not, no. So he he told AB like to be a team player to get out. And I, I look at that and I scratch my head because Bruce Arians has called out Tom Brady on two occasions now. And now he's calling out this potential star receiver coming into this team. And I, I feel like, like I understand AB has off-the-field issues, but I don't think that's the message you really want to be greeting your new player with. Regardless. Well, little let backstory. me
0: say this, though. i will going to say little backstory on that, though. Bruce Arians was actually the offensive coordinator at Pittsburgh for AB's rookie through like his third or fourth year. So he already knows AB's character and they already have somewhat of a relationship. And in the off season, Arians went on record and said that they have no they room AB. for AB. So I believe firmly that this move came from Tom Brady himself and kind of, he he kind of pulled some strings and used his leverage to get AB here. This was more Brady than Arians.
1: I believe it. Yeah, that's that. That's exactly what I was going to say. Arian said he did not want A.B. Brady said, let's get A.B. So Arian said, okay, King. Hey,
0: make no mistake about it, though. Let's be real. If A.B. can keep his character under control and he can be cool with not getting 13 targets a game because he's not, A.B. is still the most talented wide receiver on that roster. Like, yeah. let's be real. Yes, yeah. Like, he's only- wise. Yes.
3: I don't think so, he'll be the most productive receiver on the roster though be i think it'll be hit or miss I week to week we'll have one of those three receivers have a big game and it'll alternate we'll just see where it comes from
0: i think ab will be the most possibly the most targeted receiver in that offense he if you look at the connection that him and tom brady and ab had in their one game it was instant connection and what ab's spot he's gonna feel is scotty miller scotty miller has only been tom brady's favorite target Throughout his tenure in Tampa for the first half of the season, so if he's filling that role in the slot, A.B.'s so dangerous, and it could be game over. I think. Well, I, I think, think what with they Bruce need... Arians
3: not liking him, he's not going to game plan around feeding Antonio Brown either. And Ronald Jones has been doing his thing. Like you can't just let off of the hot hand of Ronald Jones to feed a target that he already doesn't like.
0: Jones had 35 yards last year. He's last week. He's cooling off. And if we want to talk about Brady versus a coach, hey. You know what? If I'm Brady, I'm going to tell Arians, hey, you go look at Bilicek. You see what trusting a coach's judgment gets me, all right? I'm going to go around here. I make the call. I,
2: I think with, with AB, um, you know, like I had said, I, I think he needs to realize that like, he very well could be the most productive receiver on that team coming out of the slot. But I think especially all of those players because they're all – those type of guys that you obviously I mean with Jameis Winston and and Mike Evans like that was his dude you know and then Chris Godwin like I think those guys are so about like kind of being that star guy and wanting to to catch the most passes and to have the most yards and touchdowns I think if they can all kind of tone that back a little bit I think it works better by all three of them being a complimentary role versus one being a breakout and two just kind of you know riding the sidelines. Um, I think that will give them the most success is if they can kind of come together and play as a team. And there's a lot of big personalities on that team, um, you know, but I think it it could be very, very good for them moving forward.
0: I just – I find it hard to believe that they would make that move if Evans and Godwin behind closed doors were just so adamant about no. Like –
3: I mean, despite his personal issues, I think that they're both smart enough to know that they can learn some things from Antonio Brown. Because he can teach them how to break on different releases, how to get your defender to shift a certain way. Because this man's good at what he does. He's good at his job. It's just off the field and in the locker room where problems may occur.
0: I mean, when you look at it, you know, sometimes... I think A.B. got a big head, you know, Mr. Big Chest over in Pittsburgh when he adopted that nickname and took it to Oakland. You know, sometimes you don't realize how good you have it when he had it in Pittsburgh with Big Ben, and that's what he found out when he went to Oakland. You know, in Oakland, he was unquestionably the best receiver on that team, and same with Pittsburgh, unquestionably the best receiver. So he kind of walked in with that attitude about himself. But Mike Evans and Godwin, they're going to hold their own. Kronkowski, he's got a rapport with Tom Brady, and he seems to be getting better weekly. I don't think AB a, can walk in there like, I'm that dude.
2: Everyone, get out of my way. That's what I'm saying. If he quick can manage to – the... oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. I
3: was just going to say quick shout-out to the fact that Tom Brady and Gronkowski tied Jerry Rice's and Steve Young's record for most touchdowns together. I thought that was nice.
2: Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely got that chemistry. They've been playing together for a long time, so very, very much deserved for both of them. Um, but I was just saying that, you know, kind of what Cam was talking about, like if he can just kind of tone his attitude back a little bit instead of having that, like, I'm the man. Like, dude hasn't played – besides the one game he played with New England, he really hasn't been in a game-time, like, situation in, what, two years? Yeah. you know so that, like that yeah. that's tough. like I get it like you know he's still working out. he's obviously very talented, you know very very successful you know several years in the league uh, you know before he kind of went off the rails but you know it, it's working out consistently and is a lot different than that game time play. Um, I think if he can just manage his his you know his emotions and his personality and just kind of tone it back a little bit, I think it gives him the the best success potentially going forward. Um, you know, but I get, we'll see. And that's if the, you know, the NFL, uh, you know, kind of releases his suspension essentially. Um, I don't think that, I think that's coming up in either next week or the week after. So it's not even a guarantee. Yeah. So it's not even a guaranteed that he's stepping on the field this season. That's still kind of in the NFL's hands. I thought, um, I could be wrong. No,
0: I think that's, I'm pretty sure like, because of all of his off field issues and everything's going on, he got suspended for the first eight games. Like that was his suspension. Word.
3: So uh, we obviously know that he's not going to be making a push for the MVP, but who would y'all have in that conversation right now?
0: Hey, that, that man Tom Brady, he put his name back in it. Back-to-back week, five touchdown performances. I think it's safe to say that Tom Brady has entered that discussion.
3: Hmm. What do you think, Dev?
2: Um, I mean, I could definitely see that. Um, you know, I, I still think um, – I honestly, I still like Russell Wilson. Um, I think it, it he is very much deserving of it, has never received an MVP vote. Um, you know, yeah, he lost a, a, a close game to the Cardinals last night um, on Sunday Night Football, but I still think Russ is going to do his thing. You know, very talented weapons with Lockett and, you know, DK and Chris Carson. Like, such a good team offensively. Defense is still a little shaky, but I think that he still does enough each week to consistently keep his name in that, that top tier of MVP candidates.
0: No, I'm not saying Russ isn't out because you know he would a preseason pick. So I mean I still want Russ to win it. I like Russ as a player more than Tom Brady. But there's no denying the fact that Russ threw three interceptions last night in prime time. Yeah. I mean, it's including including the one that lost in the game in overtime. So that kinda hurts when you're doing that while Tom Brady's showing out. But and also on Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: I was just saying, but no, Tom Brady, Tom Brady hasn't played fantastic in every single game this year either. So right. from an MVP candidate, it's not like they have to put up ridiculous numbers every single week. They expect those players to have those down weeks where you know they don't have it together and their team struggles a little bit. But I think at the end of the day, it's called most valuable player. You know, does 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 Seattle have the same success they do this season if Russ is not the quarterback? I don't think so.
3: For the reason you just stated, you know, there's not going to be perfect games for any of these candidates all the way through. I think it's a safe enough reason to assume that Aaron Rodgers is still my front runner because everyone wanted to freak out when he threw two picks against Tampa Bay. But when Russ throws three, you know, it got real quiet. Nobody said nothing. So it's, I mean, whenever Aaron Rodgers is getting his top target back Aaron Jones was out this week and they still produce but whenever he gets that additional weapon back I think it's just all the more going to solidify that this man is still doing Aaron Rodgers
1: things yeah yeah I I've been back and forth all season Mahomes, Lamar, Aaron Rodgers but honestly like if you look at the true most valuable player if if the award really stands up to what the name is, I think Aaron Rodgers is the clear-cut favorite. This is his best season he's had statistically, and he just is man. He, I don't. I mean, he makes guys great. Devonta Adams had over two hundred receiving yards yesterday. He's just dishing it out. He's looking good. He's looking like Aaron Rodgers that we've never seen before. And so I think Aaron Rodgers
2: my pick. And it's on. a shame Bryce loves going to come in next season and take it all away.
0: <laughs> Packers better hope not. Yeah. Well, the way A. Rod's playing, yeah. Man, and I, and I, I wasn't making one. a case that Brady is leading the MVP recently because yeah, yeah, I still right. think no, that's no, no. Russ. But I think before this week, I think it was Russ. Aaron Rodgers kind of took a little dip after the Tampa game, but I, it was him in there because Josh Allen has dropped off. But I think Tampa or Tampa Bay, really, Tom down in yeah. Tampa Bay. I think he's entered his name. Another name to keep the keep on the lookout for, Kyler Murray. Hundred percent. Don't think he'll win it, but I mean that was a huge win last night, and he's about yep. one more great performance away. I think we gotta at least be talking about him for sure.
3: The problem with me on Kyler is the turnovers, cause I mean he he's efficiently giving the ball away more than he should be. At least I'm not saying he's a turnover machine. But compared to these other guys that are doing the same, um, if not more, for their team, I don't think he puts his name in just yet. Like you said, you know, one more big, big win could do it, but I'm not seeing it yet. With Josh Allen, though, we did say that, you know, there's going to be some bad games, but can we ignore the fact that it was a bad game against none other than the Jets?
2: I don't think you can. Um, I mean, any time, you know, I hate the situation that the Jets are in. They're, I mean, they're not my favorite team. I'm not really a fan of them. But I think, you know, it's kind of like the Browns have been in the last several seasons. Teams expect to, to have some of the best performances that they have all year when they played those teams like the Jets this year. You know, so I think the fact that he struggled against a defense that is terrible and an offense that can't move the ball, I think it just goes to show that, like, you he one hundred percent should have had a breakout game, and the fact that he really didn't, and especially in the the last couple of weeks, hasn't been playing well. But especially against the Jets, I can't. I think it just goes to show even more that he got hot, but he's kind of coming back down to earth a little bit, right where I think he, you know, talent wise, stands out. Come on, Kyler. No, um, Josh. Josh Allen.
0: Allen. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. They had a bad. They had. A, they held them in check this week. Yeah, that was surprising, honestly.
3: On another note, though, I'd I'd like to say shout-out to Ron Rivera.
2: I'm saying, dude, that – it's just – He just finished his cancer treatment, dude. And he didn't miss a single game either. Like, this dude got an IV at halftime, and then came back out and and coached the second half. Like, talk about a freaking just stud, man. Like, get it, Washington's not, you know, one of those great teams this year, but they still have – a very very capable chance of winning the nfc east with how terrible that division is this year
1: yeah i mean that's just that's just the type of guy you want to play for seeing your coach calling plays all game and then go get his iv why he's battling cancer it's like if that does not get you fired up then i don't know i will him and mike Vraber in the same league as coaches that just fire you up they just lead by example and ron rivera he did so good in carolina and now he just, he they they just walloped the Cowboys yesterday. I love seeing Stephen A's reaction, if y'all did see <laughs> yeah. that. I recommend checking that out. But just shout-out to Ron Rivera, man. Just a leader of men. I wouldn't want to play Same. for you got You got
2: Scary me. Terry and Steamboat yeah. Ron coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: sir. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I don't think Ron Rivera will ever hear this, but you know, I don't think he'll ever listen to our show, but. Man, if he does, I'd just like to say that Ron Rivera has made me a fan for life of him. He's got my support going forward. Like, what he's going through, that is insane. I mean, especially for me as someone who, like, my dad had cancer when I was in middle school. So, watching, like, chemo treatments and just seeing firsthand how hard it can be on your body and, like, the, the mental and the physical toll and, and even the emotional dealing with all that going on. and able he, He's able to stay strong and coach these games and, like, handle it as well he is man he's got my utmost respect i'm a fan of him for life i hope great things go for washington forward in his career absolutely
1: for sure straight rooper yeah, they're they're, uh, they're still first in the nfc east right That's now. All i'm saying hey it ain't over baby
2: and as Was much as i big...
0: and now as much as i want to shout out Ron Rivera, i got to say the NFC East needs to give their their playoff spot to the NFC West because it's not <laughs> fair that the 49ers, Cardinals, or Seahawks, one of them will miss out while, like, the Washington Reds – that no, the Washington football team will football go.
3: Team. <laughs> yes, sir. It's just, so that's true. just how it lies.
1: Omaha. Well, well, Omaha. It's about that time I hear. Omaha. Yes,
3: sir. Yeah, <laughs> bring them so back the hot route, of,
1: baby. You dig.
3: What kind of hot routes we working with this
0: week, boys? Hot routes right here. No, I got I got to start this off because this is hot. Straight out the frying pan into the skillet, baby. Here we go. I know we're we're gonna do our college football weekly prediction show in a couple days, but I'm saying right now on record, Arkansas beats Tennessee by double digits. <laughs> but
2: it, at at, at this point, is that really a hot take? <laughs>
0: oh, man.
3: <laughs>
2: man. You better
0: hope y'all don't lose to Arkansas for real, bro. All I'm saying is backup
3: quarterback's going to come in and throw for 700 yards and 26 touchdowns. He'd be freaking better, is all I'm saying. <laughs>
0: Devin's hot route's going to go something like: uh, Garrett is going to throw five picks in that game, then Harrison Bailey's going to come in and throw 1,000 yards. Yeah. We're going to win.
2: <laughs> that, that would be a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Bryce, what you got for your hot take
1: this week? Well,. I could uh, go traditional, give y'all some football stats, give y'all some college football stats or NFL stats, but we're going a little off road today with my hot take. Ooh, my so hot well. take is Cam learns two new colors by the end of this week. <laughs> that was my hot take of the episode. You're gonna be coming in here next week, like bro. As as Dev said earlier, bro, did you know Scarlet was the color? <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can picture that. I can picture that happening. So that's my hot take of the week. Eight, a eight, traditional, hole. but. Hey, on God, we, I would be playing
0: Among Us games, and people would say, Scion is sus. And in so many games, I would be like, what does Scion mean? And no <laughs> one would say anything to me. I was like, I don't get it.
3: Hey, he may learn about Scarlet, but he already knows about Crimson. He learned that the hard way, for sure.
2: Ooh, that's <laughs> tough. That's big tough. Blank face. That was good. Uh, okay. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and, and, and talk about my hot take. Does it have anything to do with football? um i've kind of strayed away from giving hot takes about tennessee because it's just kind of turned around to to really you know bite me in the butt so i'm gonna the only say, hot
0: thing over there is that dumpster fire going on
2: right right <laughs> um so i'm gonna go ahead and say that um that the rays are going to come back and they're going to beat the dodgers in the world series uh dodgers are well, up three just
3: jinx them <laughs> nice the
2: the, <laughs> the dodgers are up three games to two um, you know it it's been the ending to uh, the game two days ago was absolutely insane. One of the craziest, like you know, things that I've seen in a in a playoff game, especially a World Series game for the MLB. Um, it was a big win for the Rays. Uh, Dodgers did take the next game up three two, but I will go ahead and say that the Rays are going to come out. Um, they're going to tie it up, and they're going to win in Game Seven.
1: You know Didn't the Dodgers right? commit, like, three errors in, like, a matter of ten seconds? Yes. Yeah,
0: it was pretty, it was it was crazy, was pretty rough. One of the craziest endings in the sports period, in my opinion. Yeah. And the fact the fact that it happened on the championship stage was crazy. That's you nice. know what's even crazier, though? If Tampa, like, the city of Tampa has a chance to 3 in championships because their Tampa's hockey team won the championship. The Lightning, baby. The Tampa Bay Rays might win it. And then you can't count out Tampa Bay Bucks with the Super Bowl in Tampa. Like, I'm, that'd be impressive if that city could win three major, like, championships.
2: I'm surprised Cam's not over here rooting for the Dodgers. Like, oh, the Lakers, baby, we won the finals. The Dodgers, <laughs> baby, we won the series. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> what, hey, what I, what I tell you about the Heat thing? I'm not a Heat fan. I'm a wherever Heat at fan. Right. Okay, I don't care about the Lakers. I care about where LeBron's
2: at. Hey, it's still the city, baby.
3: <clears throat> Alrighty, fellas. So, as as most of you have heard by now, if, if not – now you know, Tua is going to be the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins this coming week. And with that being said, uh, Bam and Bill, let me just throw that in. Uh, with that being said, I think Tua is hey, going to build him hip strong, huh? Yes, sir. He's going to come out here and he's going to sling this rock. And if he throws for three touchdowns or more, I think it'll be official that within very short notice, we're going to be shipping Ryan Fitzpatrick off to none other than the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are hurting for a quarterback, with Andy Dalton going down as well after Dak. And right now they have Ben—I don't remember his last name—being the quarterback. He's a rookie out of some smaller college, and he's just—he's not ready to lead an NFL offense of this caliber yet. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is a vet who just lost his job, was talking about possibly not having another job moving forward. And I think that the Cowboys are in prime position to make a play for him.
2: How about this, Preston? Andy Dalton looked like. How go about on. this, Preston? If two of throws for three touchdowns, you shave your head. Definitely. Not. <laughs> you don't you don't have that much faith <laughs> yeah. in the boy?
3: Oh, I have faith in him, but I'm not shaving my head when he does good. I expect that.
1: <laughs> and, Andy don't look like one of those metal chairs you fold at church and put in the attic. Like, Poor dude, really man. Awful. That
3: was it was it was such a late like oh that play makes me sick. Yeah. I'm sick and tired of seeing players go down, whether they're elite caliber or Andy Dalton who was a top 5 fantasy quarterback I give you of just a few years ago like the man is good at his job too and I think could have filled that role well and I'm just I'm tired of seeing guys go down man this has been a rough season as a fan and especially as players
0: Well David Johnson yeah, I mean, was the number 1 fantasy back just a few years ago but hey time changes and things change too you know <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was I was listening to the uh, I was listening to the Dan Le show on the way to work today, and they were like, "Well, could you see uh, maybe Colin Kaepernick being signed by the Cowboys?" And they all started busting out and laugh like laughter. They're like, "No way, Jerry Jones signs Colin Kaepernick!" So Jerry Jones signing Kaepernick, laughable.
3: That that would be like a Not they happening. should make a movie like a, a follow up, and you know, old dogs do learn new tricks if some something like that happens. I'd be very shocked.
0: <laughs> I want. I would want to see a video of how that interview goes down. Kaepernick and Jerry Jones sitting in the same room
2: <laughs> discussing contracts. Like a Saturday oh, Night Live skit. Kaepernick right? sits down, he's
3: like, so who are you voting for, my guy? <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> um, I just want to put this out there, too. Um, you guys need to check out the Vic documentary. Um, it's on 30 for 30 right now. It is, dude, it's legit. And I think kind of I... I didn't really get to see too, too much of of Mike Vick in his prime. You know, I was only five or six, um, you know. But just seeing, like, that documentary, dude, is crazy because that man was insane. And I think I kind of forgot about that. I mean, we all know Madden 04 Vick is the best sports, you know, video game player of forever you know so the only
3: competition is tech mobile bo jackson, bo jackson.
1: correct <laughs> yes. bo jackson yeah bo jackson 2k15 lebron james oh of course you're gonna no. say that
2: but seriously <laughs> so y'all need to check it out that that documentary is legit dude i think it shows a little bit of kind of like what he went through and and you know dealt with during that time uh but it was legit um you know been an interesting week uh, as far as sports go um you know college football big ten coming back um, you know, a lot of interesting things, you know, shaking up in the NFL. Um, yes, it'll be interesting sir. to see what happens moving forward. Um, you know, a lot of big weeks coming up for, for college football and, you know, sake for divisions and everything. Um, you know, but I'm always here for it. You know, it's the, the more competitive it is, the, the more I, I tend to appreciate it. So, Yes, sir. Yeah, sir. Pac- Pac-12
1: back soon. We can stay up till midnight. Yeah, I'm saying them games. West Coast games, man.
2: <laughs> That's the only benefit that I get from that. I don't even care who's playing. 12 after dark.
0: Yes sir. That's the only benefit is the fact that they play what no one else does.
3: <laughs> Whenever I lived out in Colorado, it was so sad seeing the like amount that literally nobody cared for college football. It was such a different like culture shock almost cuz down here in the South, we have very passionate college football fans. Out there, none of them care at all. And it's and it's usually
1: I have a vague memory I have a vague memory of falling asleep while watching a game, and I woke up like at midnight, and it was like Colorado versus Washington State playing. I was so interested yeah, in This like, is awesome. <laughs> football. <laughs> football. <laughs> That's funny.
3: Heck yeah, fellas. I think, I think this is a good episode. I hope everybody out there stays safe, wear your mask, and live your best life.
1: Yes, sir. Shout out to Matt and Jay for all they do for us. Yes, Editing sir. Editing crew. They do so good. Putting content out. Thank you all for listening. Cam. I know you're itching to say something. Shout out to
0: the pears. Love all my pears out there.
3: <laughs> I like cheesecake. <laughs> cheesecake really late at night. <laughs>
0: oh, man.
3: Yo. Alrighty, fellas. Roll tide roll, right?
1: Go, dogs, baby. Spain without the S.
0: Oh, no go go balls from Dev today, but that's all right because there's really no reason to say go balls. We appreciate everyone checking in. Y'all have a good night now. Peace.